What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome into Buckets Action Network's NBA betting podcast presented by our guys at FanDuel. I am your host, Sean Little, with my guy, Joe Delaire. Joe, what's going on? Yo, we're having a good time. Not as good as the Knicks last night, but we're having a good time otherwise. So we're surviving and we're ready for this two-game slate on Thursday. Yeah, this is the Thursday edition of Best Bets on the Buckets pod. Yeah, like Joe just laid out, we only have two games on the NBA slate. Warriors at Magic, Nuggets in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. So we're going to break down both of those games, give you our best bets for what we're looking at for those two games on the slate, we'll get you guys out of here. Get you guys to you know kick off the weekend early. Joe, give me your best bets, and then I'll jump into mine. All right. So both of my best bets for today are from the Warriors Magic game, and I like the Warriors minus eight. I'll lay those eight points, but I'm pivoting to the Magic for a prop, and I like Wendell Carter Jr. at over nine and a half rebounds. You can get that right around like even money or so. What about you, man? I'm with Joe. I like the Warriors minus eight. This is a very interesting spot. They came down the stretch and collapsed against Miami a couple days ago. So we'll talk about it. Joe, kick it off. I know we're both on the same side, but it's probably a different cap. Give me the Warriors minus eight cap first. All right. So part of this is honestly, both teams have been pretty bad against the spread. So when we look at this, the Warriors are two and six against the spread, but the Magic, you know, they're they're a dog, but they're still bad against the spread they're two five and one against the spread so far this season and when i'm looking at two teams like this and i'm taking that into consideration i actually don't think that people are really capturing how bad the magic are and a lot of that has to do with the fact that paolo has been awesome and like that's great but like they're not a good basketball team <laughs> you know i think we can see that they're missing cole anthony uh you know he, he had been hurt so there's not they don't really have the same type of guard play they already were lacking depth at that position and they're like team lank over there. And I think that honestly, they're a young team. They have a lot of, you know, their their defensive schemes aren't going to be as equipped to deal with this type of offense that the Warriors can run. So another part of this is obviously like the Warriors are a road team, but the difference, the distance and the difference in travel between Miami to Orlando is minimal. So they're kind of getting acclimated to the time zone, even though it's a West Coast, East Coast, it's pretty far amount of travel there for Golden State, but they're vets. They've got, they've had some time to acclimate themselves. They're in, they're in good weather, presumably, you know, down in Florida, maybe getting some extra, extra rest, like feeling loose. And I like this spot for Golden State. They still have one of the best lineups out there when they're running, you know, Curry, Clay, Wiggins or Poole, Draymond, et cetera. So I really like this team. And I think that they're like off ball movement and their really, really advanced offense is going to be a little bit too much for the Orlando magic in the spot. And, you know, we've seen this line open. It opened at like a soft seven and a half at like the opening line on some, you know, at some books. So we're seeing some movement already in this direction. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this close at like closer to minus nine. 
Yeah, I'm going to jump in to my, my my Warriors minus eight. I agree with a lot of the things you just laid out. This is a – I like this spot for the Warriors. I, the, I, I'm a big looking at the situational spots and then going and backing it up with, with numbers and analytics, and that's exactly what I did here with the Warriors. Let's talk about it for a second. They've lost three straight, four of five. Going into that Miami game, they were feeling a little bit of a pressure to get a W. That's how I looked at it. That's how it looked like they were playing with a little bit of desperation and sometimes looking a little out of sorts on the offensive end as well. But they go into Miami. We know about Miami. They've had their struggles to start the year as well. But they looked really good through three quarters. At one point, we're up 10 points. We're up eight points going into the fourth and then essentially folded in the fourth quarter. They didn't score a bucket in the last 207 of regulation so it's a couple different things but they looked very solid probably one of their better stretches of this season those first three quarters against the heat they folded down the stretch so they shot 46 percent from the field they had 18 threes how did they lose that game they had 20 turnovers between uh pool clay and curry I believe they had 18 of the 20 turnovers, somewhere around that number. So when the backcourt and your veteran guys are turning the ball over that much, it's going to be tough to get a W, especially when you're in a hostile environment like Miami. Dude, I would say I'm I'm 100% there with you. And I actually think one of the things that was more interesting, too, is even when we look at it last season, the Warriors, they split with the Magic, but the game that Curry played, they won by 30. So like and Curry didn't play the other game, they lost like 94 to 90. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those, it's like if Curry's going to play, they got no answer for him. They have nobody that can contain him either. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was my next point. The Magic just aren't going to be able to keep up on offense. They don't have the, the talent and they don't have the individual matchups across the board. This is a bad matchup for them with the Warriors. Like you said, I love Paolo Boncaro as well. Like he's been extremely fun to watch, has been doing his thing, but the ball sticks in his hand just like it sticks in the rest of those guys' hands. Terrence Ross, the ball doesn't move. They don't move the rock at all as an offense. They're coming into the coming into the uh, the game. They're going to be 28th in the league in offensive scoring. They're only averaging 20 assists a game. That's 28th in the league. So they have no one that wants to dish. They don't have anybody on their team that's averaging five assists. So they're not moving the ball. The offense sticks. When you tune in and pick up your your television remote, your controller, whatever you call it, depending on what part of the country you're in, maybe it's a clicker to some Yo. of you guys. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, some of you guys might call it a clicker. All right, you, Grandpa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you turn you you turn on the magic to watch Bancaro get pure buckets and you know do his thing on the wing, but that's not going to be a successful remedy on offense when you're playing the Golden State Warriors. So I like this spot for them. Their offense is brutal in the Magic. 14 turnovers, excuse me. Curry, Thompson, and Poole had 14 of the 20 turnovers in Miami. I don't think they come anywhere close to that number. Oh, and by the way, the Magic had 24 turnovers the other night against the Thunder. So if they're turning it over like that against the Thunder, I know Golden State has had their issues on defense to start the year. But this is one of those spots I think that they're going to they're gonna wake up, bounce back, and try to get a big W on the road in Orlando. I think this team is going to look more like the squad that showed up for the first three quarters against Miami instead of that fourth quarter. Yeah, 100%. And I think, honestly, it's one of those things where we're looking at the Warriors and we look at their advanced metrics, and you have to, like, take a step back and be like, eh, like – 
it's not really it. And a lot of it's yeah. because they're running these weird rotations like Kerr is doing, like he's trying to get his vets like a little bit less time at the beginning of the season, but coming off like a bad loss in Miami, like I could see Golden State really want to come out, like make a statement, see those stars really step up. And like you said, if the ball is going to stick with these in these guys' hands for the Magic, Draymond's going to just have an absolute field day. Yeah. So I, I love the spot. I love the spot for the Warriors here. I agree. I, I think and, and I need a bounce back spot. I had a couple tough L's uh, last night. We had the Knicks completely collapse on me oh. in the second. They scored 60, I think 64 points in the first half. I had yeah. a team total over 14 and a half, or over 114 and a half. I'm oh. like, oh, I'm going to cruise. This is all good. They had like 65 points in the first half. Then they came out in the third. <laughs> they came out in the third <laughs> quarter and scored ten points. Probably their worst, uh, their worst second half or third quarter in about four or five years. And yeah. then uh, they scored twenty four in the fourth. So it was all over after that. And then, really quick, I'm on the under two eighteen. <laughs> so I get on, I get on with Matt and Jay Money. We're breaking down games, and I'm I really like the under in Celtics Cavs. I take it the night before at 218 and a half. I like I like the under at 218 and a half. Fair. I wake I wake up, it's at 223. And I'm like, there's just no way I capped it this poorly. Like the <laughs> five-point move, there's just I, I just can't see it, right? A couple hours later, it comes down to 220, ends up closing at 219 and a half. So it came back down. You were right. I was right. I was I, I was on the right side initially. Maybe, maybe I was off with like CLV by like a point or so, but then Game goes to overtime and it's completely dust. So that's how that goes. So we need a win. I think the Warriors will get it done for us at minus eight. Talk to me about your Wendell Carter rebound prep. All right. So I like this prop. Number one, like if you can get it at even money, that's great. Like we love not paying that juice. But part of why I like this is this is a big, big pace up game for Orlando. So, you know, there's going to be more opportunities for rebounds then he's typically going to be seeing in like an ordinary game considering the Warriors are at the top of the league in pace. Additionally, the Warriors are actually 25th in the league in rebounding percentage, which I found like surprising initially, but it does make sense, you know, when you really think about who they're running out there. They're not necessarily running out the biggest the biggest lineup you know you have some lineups with looney you have some stuff with wiseman who we're still trying to see some development from and wendell carter jr is like a certified rebound magnet like he he crashed the boards that's what he does that's what he gets paid to do he's only hit this in four of eight games this season but if we look back and include last season he's actually hit this at 61 percent of the time so I like this spot in this pace up game. And I think that that over nine and a half, like I could totally see him getting there. And if you want to sprinkle a little double, double, get some like a little bit more plus money action when that's available, that's definitely a good way to do it. And you can always try to build it out yourself. Like we know he's not getting there with assists. So if you build it out like 10 points, 10 boards, like maybe you get a little bit better price than the double, double listed prop there. So I, that's why I like his over nine and a half boards in this matchup. It'll be interesting to see how Kerr plays Wiseman because he's looked bad to start. Let's keep it 100 all the way of being. Wiseman has not looked that great. Maybe some might say even unplayable to start the year here. But so we'll see how a team that needs to get a W that have that's lost three in a row, four or five. Wiseman, this might be the time where he doesn't play too, too many minutes. And that might be a benefit to Wendell Carter as well. Yeah. Wiseman needs an epiphany, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's young, man. He hasn't played a lot of ball. It's a, it's a, the wise man needs a little time to, to, to get it together. No question. 
So we'll see how that nets because it's a blessing for the league right now that he's not a stud because it, there there was a there was a time where it's like man these dudes be come a- off a title and now Wiseman's coming back and it's like man they they might be tougher than last year. Really quick before we move off the Nuggets Thunder, what do you think the issue is with the with the Warriors right now? Because my buddy, close friend of mine, shout out my guy Big Nick the Quick was going into the year was like I don't see the motivation for the Warriors last year had a very specific motivation of we got to prove to everybody that we're still the Warriors we could still get it done Clay's back now here we go we're about to go into full you know we're going in we're, we're going all in on this year to prove to everyone that hey let me go get a Curry let me go get another ring without KD yeah. what do you think the issue is so far with the Warriors Dude, I think I really think it's that the rotations that they're running are ridiculous. Like they're just trying to figure out what's going to stick. Because if you look at this, I, like I, I always use cleaning the glass for for data. The number one lineup with at least a hundred possessions played is a Golden State Warriors lineup. It's Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. In two hundred one possessions, they are plus twenty nine point three points per hundred. So, like, it's not it's not those dudes. It's yeah. just they're just running these lineups to try to. I think they're really trying to figure out who are the other sixteen the other game guys. Yeah, yeah, like who are they on the roster? Because like you got these young guys, you got Kaminga, you got Moody, you have Wiseman, like you you have Divincenzo even. Like you're trying to figure out who is the who are the people that can play meaningful minutes hopefully for you for the rest of the season, but in the playoffs. And then maybe that's how you decide, like, how do we address this at the trade deadline? How do we, like, who do we go out and get? Like, do we need a Jay Crowder or like, do we need a big, like, what do we need here? Like, and, and I think that's actually what's going on with the Warriors. I don't, I don't know if you have any differing thoughts on that though. No, I agree with you hundred percent. You got to fill out the right. We know what we got up top. We got to fill out what we got to figure out that second unit and, and who we're going to run and who and how that's going to all work out. And for yep. the record, everybody needs a Jay Crowder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, who doesn't need a Jay Crowder? <laughs> everybody needs a Jay Crowder on the team. Shout out uh, Boss Man 99. He's a savage. <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right, let's move over to Nuggets at Thunder. Currently sits at Nuggets uh, minus six and a half. Thunder, the total is 229. Nuggets right now, one and three on the road. And the Thunder completely flipped right now. Three and one at home. The Nuggets are another team that can't stop anything, man. 26th in defensive rating to start the league, but they are shooting it well. What we we want to we we know with Jokic and those guys running the squad and Michael Porter, they're going to shoot it well from the floor. 48% from the floor to start the year. Can the Nuggets stop uh, the shy show? That's going to be the question here. He's been crazy. (laughs) Yeah, he's been crazy. How do you feel about the matchup? I know we didn't have a play that we particularly liked, but let's break it down. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's a tough spot because the the Thunder have just been that team that everyone's like, oh, well, like they're tanking. And it's like, are they tanking? Like, I, I don't know. Like, Are you sure? Yeah, like, are we really sure? I mean, they got they, they have their fellow long, like long slender man with uh, Chet and they got Poku. But Chet obviously isn't playing this year. Shies look incredible. And he is not slowing down. Like they moved his points prop down like a point yesterday. And I was a sucker that bet the under on that. And I was like, oh, like I'm you just nibbled game. though. You just nibbled. Yeah, I, I just nibbled. It. I just nibbled. I was like, I don't know. Like they got giddy back, but it just does not matter. Like the dude is on one right now. And, you know, they keep setting his points prop. It's like 25 and a half, 26 and a half. And he is literally just going over it. By yeah, a let lot. me, like let me give game. you. 
Yeah, let me give you five games from SGA. 32 points, six boards, five assists. 28 points, three boards, seven assists. 33 points, five boards, eight assists. 24 points, five boards, six assists. Then the big one, 38, six boards, nine assists. So yeah, he's been going completely nuts. It's it's actually really dope to see him come into his own. Yeah. And it's very clear whose team it is, what they want to do. Remember there was there was a there was a stretch to start the year where we were worried like he was gonna sit out. Yeah. It was like, is he yeah. gonna play? They're really good, they're really gonna fully tank. And then you see is just this. gonna chill out, and then they're gonna come back a year later. So yeah, it's 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 awesome to see him come in and you can tell by watching him play, he's really he really is like, okay, I belong. I can yeah. I can and there's been some movement on his like most improved player line. Like it's been it's got all the way down to like six sixteen to one, eighteen to one on some books. So like it's weird to me because like I've always thought that he's that dude. It's just that like the Thunder wouldn't play him. And then now it's like, oh, like you he is that dude like he is really good and we're seeing that in full effect and like I don't know how the nuggets necessarily stop him but at the same time it's like I don't know how the thunder really stopped Denver's offense either and like the total on this game it's not you know it's not like it's not crazy high we're looking at a total of 229 and it looks like it's moved down from an opener of like 229 and a half. I'm not really sure like how I feel about that specifically, but you're right. Neither team really is going to play defense. Like I don't know how either team stops the other here, but the Denver lineup that's been incredible is really still that starting lineup. You have like with Murray, KCP, Porter Jr., Gordon, and Jokic has been awesome. There are plus 7.6 per hundred possessions. So that's that's a top lineup in the NBA right now. And I, I don't know how OKC really can contend with that if Denver's trying to win, but it's also like you got to cover a spread that's a full two possessions right now. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting number as well. It's It shows how much respect we have for SGA that we're not even all over the Nuggets here, to be completely honest. He has been that locked in. We, we know about Jamal Murray. He's still trying to get everything everything back fully in six games. He's only averaging 14 points to kick off the campaign. We know about Michael Porter Jr. When he gets hot, he can get rolling. Jokic's numbers are down a touch, but the, the player efficiency rating is not still up there yeah. at 29.17. So it's an interesting matchup for, for a two-game slate. It's one of those games where you initially would write it off as like Nuggets are going to get it, yeah. right the ship, kind of get back on track on the road. But I think the number being six and not really moving whatsoever, at least here on Wednesday night, shows you that there is there is respect and love in the market for SGA and the Thunder. Yeah, and I was looking for like an angle because I was like, well, I know that I really like this Denver opening lineup that they run and Jokic plays like a significant amount of the first quarter. So like when I'm looking at some of these splits and I'm like, I don't really like Denver's bench, you know, that's the way like I like to try to take advantage of them. The Nuggets are five and two against the spread in the first quarter, but the Thunder are four, two and one. So it's it's tough when you're when you're looking at it like this. It's like, all right, well, that edge that I have for Denver you know, maybe I'm, um, maybe it's like a little overstated in this matchup in against the Thunder. So it's like the OKC's performed very well against the spread, like obviously like throughout this season. And they're kind of that team that like nobody really, you don't want to bet on a 
bad team and like the Nuggets are supposed to be a good team. So it makes me very nervous considering that they're six and one against the spread. And I think that their one, their like they, their one loss is at home. So against the spread. So it, it's interesting. I, I, I struggle with this game. Like I would, yeah. I would dabble with a money line parlay, maybe like a little bit of nuggets and warriors, but this is one of those, like I, I really am struggling to pick a side and like, I, I, I don't really want to, it's just like the Nuggets should win, yeah. but you know, I don't know if they cover that number. Yeah. And to talk to, to your point about the first quarter, like right now, if you're even looking for any type of edge, right. We're currently now they're on FanDuel. Nothing is released for the, for the full first quarter, but I'm looking at like race to 10 is a juiced up Nuggets minus 145. Like that's tough. First yeah. to 20 is like minus 160. So there's not a lot of player props out. I don't see any out currently for um I don't see any currently out for the Nuggets or not, excuse me, the Thunder. Like I don't see no, any new door props, Thunder. nothing for the Thunder on that side. So they're keeping it close to chess. It's not a lot to not a lot to pick through. But right yeah. now, if I was looking like if 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 Joe had had the nine millimeter to me and I had to pick something I'm probably looking at the over 229 like we said this both both squads aren't interested in playing defense don't want to stop anyone this could be a game where Porter Murray could get going and and, and finally have that statement game of the year where maybe they go for 25 plus and then we know Jokic is going to show up and produce but it's still a tough number 229 is nothing to sneeze at that's a that's a big total. It's a big number. A big yeah. total for for a team that relies so for for so much production in SGA being one player. It, it, it's a tough spot overall. Yeah, I mean, maybe the way that you can play it is honestly with the Denver team total potentially. Like whenever that pops, just based on like what the line is, I guess I'd expect it to be around like one eighteen or so. It's still like it's still just a high number, and you know when we're looking at the pace of both of these teams, it's not like that significant. Where you're saying like, all right, like both of these teams are playing like super super fast. Like the Thunder in the top ten, they're fifth right now on dunks and threes. The Nuggets are thirteenth, so it's not like we're we're not like looking at two they're obviously in the top half but we're it's not like we're looking at a game between you know like the Lakers and the Warriors where it's like the two, top two teams in the league like this just right. it's it's I lean over but I still have questions about like the bench depth of both these teams in terms of like what they can put up on offense the only play that I do lean towards that I just saw pop now cuz I'd seen it earlier at six and a half elsewhere but I, I'm looking at the under on Michael Porter Jr. rebounds. It's at seven and a half. It's kind of juiced up, but he just went over in back-to-back games against the Lakers and the Jazz. But prior to that, he had been under in four straight this to open the season against Utah, Golden State, Oklahoma City, and Portland. So I think the seven and a half is a little high. Based, and it's just strictly based on the fact that he's coming off a 13 rebound game and a nine rebound game. So maybe that's something I'll play with, but check out the app and maybe I'll load it in there. Yeah. Make sure you, of course, that's, that's how you always know the official play will be on the app. Make sure you follow myself at Chicago flow, Sean little and Joe Delaire. He's on there. The action network award-winning app, man, track the picks, keep, keep on top of the plays helps keep, helps keep everything in order. Your bankroll, how you're, how the players are stacking up on a year to year, week to week basis. And then that's how you evaluate and get better across the board. 
I think that's going to do it for me and Joe Delera. I'm your host, Sean Little. This is Buckets Action Network's NBA betting podcast, Thursday edition. For Joe Delera, I am Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe. Tell the homies to tell a friend to subscribe. You already know what time it is. Appreciate our guys over at FanDuel. We'll see you guys tomorrow.